0: Welcome to another episode of Society Dating Podcast with your hosts Boggs, Rena, and Mora.
1: Hello. This is my favorite time of the week to be here with you guys and catch up on the Chronicles and fill each other in on the dates we've had and share stories and all that sort of good stuff, especially right now because we are technically recording this during the quarantine times. Well said. Very
2: excited to be back here for our, our unknown episode <laughs> and to be talking about our latest dating experiences. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about.
0: So we have a dating roundtable, basically. We do have a nice marble roundtable. One cool thing about all of us, we have different stages right now of where we are in dating. You know, some of us are like teetering on official status. Some of us are in the beginning stages. Some of us are just jellyfish in a dating ocean, but I think one of the things we want to talk about, and we got a lot of feedback from people, is what do you do when someone's bad at kissing or at like sexual relations or whatever? How do you manage that conversation nicely? I think uh, it's a topic that no one really talks about, and it's very sensitive for many, many, many reasons. So a quick recap, I mentioned a story earlier where I uh, was making out with a girl, and the best analogy I have is that I felt like I was assaulted by an octopus in my face. Uh, if you haven't heard the story, basically, I was uh, with a girl. Uh, Morris just can't hold her last right now, but and we were, you know, getting hot and heated. We started making out. I'm going slowly. We'll talk more about kissing a bit later. But so I was going in slowly, and you know, just trying to be romantic. You know, opening it, opening the mouth slowly and kind of nibbling. And out of nowhere, like she just shows her face into my mouth and just. Puts her tongue deep down my throat and starts wiggling it, wiggling it, and like it felt like a jellyfish in my mouth, like a tentacle. Was like, I was like, my like my eyes were like bulging out. I was confused, and I was like pushing her back a little bit to hold off. And weirdly enough, this happened to me twice in my life.
1: Was there drinks involved?
0: No, ironically. So this is as straight as a whistle.
1: Stark sober octopus makeout.
0: Yes. Yes, and this was not a Hong Kong supermarket. (laughs) No, I was not that desperate to go to a Hong Kong supermarket one day, and no one's like, you know, like no one's looking. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm getting a little lonely. Just put an octopus in my face. No, I did not do that. But that's actually a great scene from one of my favorite movies, Old Boy.
1: For those that are listening, um, the three of us on the podcast tonight, are we all went to high school together, and Hong Kong Supermarket is an Asian supermarket in our hometown where we grew up, just so you know the inside joke, but that's hilarious.
0: And they usually sell live octopuses.
1: In case you want to go grocery
2: shopping and just practice kissing, they have live octopuses at the store ready for you. <laughs>
0: Question is, how do I tell someone how to get better at kissing? And I actually spoke to some of my guy friends about this, and they ha- had a similar issues. You know, it wasn't an octopus, but some of them mentioned like, you know, like a, uh, like a wall and a little hole in it. You know, it was just not a lot of enthusiasm. Question is, how do you do that, right? And who leads? Um, I think as a guy and or, or as a girl, if the other person uh, is bad, that's okay. That's okay. Not everyone, you know, some people are nervous, whatever. That's okay. Question is, how do you tackle that?
2: so i think we tackle this in two different ways there's a way to address this situation if we're a female and there's a way to address it if we're a male um i think you know for guys it's a little bit easier because males want to be the leader and females want to be led it's like salsa dancing right it's very natural so it's a little bit easier if you're a guy in this situation. I I would say that. I'm open to, you know, open to debate there. If you're a guy and you're in this situation, I think you can like take this opportunity to lead the girl and do it in a way that's sexy. That's very vague. So like specifically like, you know, you kind of like you're leaning in. And you're kind of guiding her through the kiss. And, like, you can talk to her softly. Like, you know, don't have too serious of a tone. Kind of say, like, maybe I'm I'm totally off base here. But, like, you know, like, if she's going too fast and she's, like, obviously nervous, like, like, just be, like, like, you know, don't be, like, don't be nervous. Just, like, just go with it. Just feel it out. Something like that. And then if you're a girl... This is where it gets a little bit more complicated cuz we don't want to make the guy feel inferior. And that's like an intricate balance that we have to play. So if you can like if as a girl you can predominantly use your touch and your like your speed and your lips at like all of these physical features to guide the man. Use that as much as you can. But if you, if the guy is still so clueless, like you need to make a decision there. Like, do you walk out the door? (laughs) There's no hope. Or do you like, do you really like this guy? And you want to kind of, you want to make the commitment (laughs) to teach him how to kiss. Um, If the answer is, you know, you walk out the door, that's pretty easy. But if you decide you want to, you want to guide him through this and help him because he's a really great guy then it's like being extra extra soft and I wouldn't overthink it but just be playful with it like you know kind of giggle like you know show that you're enjoying it and you're enjoying this moment of connection and intimacy but like through the tone of your voice and it's not so much important what you say it's how you say it if that makes sense
1: i have a few thoughts on this particular topic um and i think first of all i think every person has their own style similarly to how people have different styles of how they like to be in bed i guess people kiss differently and touch differently and i think that the bigger picture is going back to the moment of having that first kiss or maybe second kiss that feels right. I do also agree with Rena that I think proper communication in that is, you know, communicating how you feel instead of just uncomfortably grinning and bearing it. I do remember years ago, this was actually in high school, which is interesting, but I remember I really liked this guy and we were making out and I remember him very vividly telling me to be kissing me with more tongue and he was like more... (laughs) He's like, more tongue, more tongue. And I remember feeling so awkward about that. However, looking back on it, I'm so grateful that he communicated to me because I would have really no idea, I guess. Um, And I do think that, you know, we often hear on society and the podcast talk about specifically hetero cis relationships where there is this balance of masculine and feminine energy where I think as a female, sometimes it's intimidating because you want to be able to be expressing your feelings, as Rena kind of said, and I think it's important to do that and certainly highlight the positives, but I wouldn't be scared to share how you're actually feeling in that particular experience. Um, And just a suggestion too, I mean, if someone's kissing you and you don't really like it, I mean, I feel as though there's so many other things to be doing, kissing them on other parts of their body and like different cuddling and, you know, talking and... A lot of times, when alcohol is involved, that that plays a role too. So, I think that this topic there's a whole lot of a whole lot more to it. Um, but certainly, if someone's kissing and you don't like it, I think that either way, you should be communicating that you're not really into it because otherwise, why bother?
0: I think these are great EQ insights. Um, but as a guy, maybe someone similar to me wants to know the technical. How do we do this? The way I would do it. I think one more brought, brought up is great kissing other parts. You, you could, you know, push them back a little bit and then go for the neck. And I think a girl doing that's fine or a guy just kind of go with the flow. Like, um, Reena's mentioned, it is, you know, it is a dance. It is like a salsa dance. And, you know, you know, the first couple of kisses with a new partner is always a little awkward. You have to feel each other out. You know, you kind of want to maybe go for the little bite here and there and nibble and just see if they like it and see how they respond and kind of go for it. But, in, in terms of technical, how do you tell someone, you know, after you do the makeout session, it wasn't bad, you know, you, you could, the way I would phrase it, you know, be like, like, hey, babe, you know, do you like that? Yeah or A, but cool. And they could mention like, hey, I like X Y Z. Maybe you mentioned you like how she kissed your neck or whatever, or he kissed your neck. But then, you make you know, I think you should take it slower and not uh, kind of speed up. You should do a compliment, then the um, where you should improve, and that's a great asset to use at work also you know do compliment then the uh, then the improvement skill uh, but in general even with like sex especially that's like even more touchier you know sometimes people get worse at it or get better at it and you kind of want to compliment and I have uh, definitely had some scrubs in my life of framing things incorrectly but in general it, it is a dance it's kind of just go with the flow and there's no right way or wrong way but there's a really awkward way of doing it which is like an octopus
1: I don't know if octopus kissing is ever really (laughs) if anyone, first of all, knows that they're doing that. Second of all, is into that type of thing. I mean, maybe octopus plus octopus like equals romance. I'm not really sure. But man, I, I just feel like, you know, especially in the dating world, maybe I'm a little biased because often when I go out on dates, they tend to be heavy on the cocktails and by the time that you're making out at the end of the night, maybe he or she just doesn't really realize what they're actually doing. Again, goes back to the communication thing. But I also think though too, like I said before, you know, the whole point of dating is getting to know someone. And I think part of dating is that first, second, third make out session and really understanding what someone's maybe sexual energy is too, in addition to what their actual human energy or is. So I think it all is really a learning experience when you're dating someone where is an octopus kiss a deal breaker?
0: You know, if they're perfect everywhere except the octopus kissing, it is going to put a strain, but like you could work on it. It's not the worst thing. Like you're not, they're not a region hog or, you know, a gambler or, or something else. So, you know what I mean? Like, if everything else is perfect, this is like a bad thing. Let that be the worst thing you have. But in general, you know, like if you're, they could be inexperienced just from having not a lot of partners or they, you know, maybe they only have one or two partners their whole lives. And now they're like, you know, doing serial dating, like how a lot of people do in their early twenties and they just don't have the miles or maybe they're nervous or maybe they're just inexperienced. And that's, Nothing wrong, or rusty. Like maybe they came out of a long-term relationship and they haven't really kissed anyone in like eight months to a year. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you got to be their sherpa, you got to be their love guide, and you know, and you got to find what works for both of you. Maybe they like, you know, be more rough. You like it more soft. You know, let's say both are great kisses but one person likes really rough, a lot of biting, and the other person just likes to do weird pecks and like Eskimo kisses. You got to communicate that. Got to find what flows, you know, and that is important. But my question to you, Mora is how would you tell someone that they're bad or they should improve something?
1: I'm going to answer a question, but before that I just wanted to make a comment about this particular topic where you're dating someone and getting to know them where potentially the first kiss, the first makeout, that's kind of one of the first experiences, one of the first clues when you're learning about what someone likes in bed, um, particularly the way that we talk about male-female dating relationships. Um, you know, playing with that dominant versus submissive sort of where people fall on that spectrum of what they like, what they do naturally, what they don't. Um, So that kind of is your sneak preview as to possibly what when you go down the road, what someone is actually into. Um, But to answer your question, as far as communicating what you like and what you don't like, I really do think it's for me at least, highlighting the positives, highlighting what you do like, enjoying it in the moment, not overthinking it. If something is totally, absolutely terrible, I think that you need to kind of communicating that. Uh, Another story briefly, I remember going out with someone, making out at the end of the night, and this is so gross, and I'm sorry, this may be cut out, but it felt as though this guy was trying to make out with me and spitting directly into my mouth, which is so gross looking back on it. And I remember at the moment, literally tell and having to tell him like, like, it feels like you're spitting in my mouth right now. And he was so taken aback by that confused by the fact that I had even said that and told him that I think that he genuinely didn't know that he was doing it. Same way for me as a story I said before, you know, this is obviously in high school, literally 10 years ago, but uh, I just have this imprint in my brain of this guy telling me more tongue, more tongue. And my 17-year-old self being so naive about it, I'm so grateful for that lesson and that he just was blatant and honest and told me that. Uh, otherwise, I who knows? Maybe I would be like still to this day kissing people with no tongue. I don't know. Um, so honesty is the best policy. However, that's just how I am in life, how I am in dating, how I am with sex. And I think the more honest you are with someone, that allows you to be more vulnerable with someone, which can translate into a lot of other positive aspects of your relationship because if you're trying to date someone and get to know someone and even in the beginning you can't communicate with how you're not totally thrilled with the way that they're kissing you or the way you're trying to receive that from someone it's not off to a good start it's all about healthy communication letting those boundaries down and communicating that in my opinion
2: so last thing i'm going to say about kissing is i learned this This technique from a dating coach And I decided to put it into action And experiment a little bit And So I want Let me tell you guys about this Basically so this You know this recommendation that I, I learned was As a girl We Want to be Like being in receiving mode Being in our feminine energy we kind of want to, like, we want to show that we're in control. And how that pertains to kissing is, like, even if we're really enjoying a kiss and we're super into it, and we're just like, we want to, like, just grab the guy's head and, like, pull him in closer and, like, really make out with him to resist that temptation a little bit. And after locking lips with somebody for the first time the recommendation was to resist that temptation and pull back and kind of like smile at the guy or just like take a moment to like take it all in you know not instantly like let him kiss you and like enjoy that kiss but like before he takes it further and maybe like puts the tongue into play to just like pull back and just like smile and let him chase after you. So I tried this and it was basically we were in my car, like center console in the way. (laughs) It's a little awkward, but this was the second time I made out with this guy. And I tried it and I like, like literally like we didn't even look at each other but like he kissed me and then I pulled away a little bit and I we like both of our eyes were closed I think uh I mean can't say for sure obviously because my eyes were closed but I think we just like like just like paused for a second and then I let him come after me again and it was just this like it w- it it just created more tension and there was like, it. I wasn't like I wasn't letting him totally have me right in that moment, and that created more tension and there was more build up, and I think it. Like I gotta say, like I've only tried this recommendation one time, but I think it. It was it like it worked, and I will definitely want to try it again. And I, you know, for all the girls out there, I recommend trying this. Um. And. Uh, yeah
1: I agree. I think that that's a really, really great suggestion, especially when you are early into dating someone as a way to just be able to sit back and relax and be in your feminine energy, which gives a guy an opportunity too to be masculine as well and kind of take over and When I say masculine, I mean be in his masculine energy and kind of take things to the next level if he wants to, and you can be in receiving. And it's difficult to be in that receiving mode if you're just thinking about making out with him back instead of just being, you know, receiving his kiss in a way. That sounds awkward, but that's like like, I don't really know how else to say that. Another thing, just another tip, too, which I think is interesting that I heard once was um, when you are dating someone and it's sort of that awkward elephant in the room of where things are going to progress sexually before you go out on a date with this guy or girl. Um, but this tip was specifically for women going out and dating. Think of how far you are willing to go with this guy in your mind and set that boundary there. Is it, you know, this or that or how far, where am I comfortable going tonight with this guy? And then that way when you're two, three glasses of wine in, you kind of have that reminder in the back of your mind, like, no, this is how far I kind of wanted to go tonight. Um, just, just so that you have that as a benchmark that way, you know, it's not all of a sudden your clothes are off and all of a sudden you went all the way and you have regrets about it. Just, I thought that was an interesting tip when I heard it and yeah, it could be valuable.
0: I think these are great tips all around. And I definitely like, uh, Reina's tip of letting, uh, pulling back as as a guy, I do like the chase. I do love the chase and something primeval does happen because we were like, it's definitely happening in our lizard brain that like you want it. So you kind of go after it and, and that kind of built that tension great. And it just makes that spark happen or helps ignite that spark. But, um, yeah.
1: Can I ask you a question, Boggy? Sure. I feel like just as a woman, a lot of times when I go out on a date with a guy and we get to the point where we're in the car and the set of consoles in the way or whatever, and you're making out with a guy, I don't know if anyone else is guilty of this as a female, but I have so many thoughts running through my head in that moment. Does like my breath stink of like what I was drinking? Am I a good kisser? Is my lip gloss sticky? Is my hair in the way and getting stuck in his beard? Am I, I'm also, I'm 5'11". I'm almost six feet tall. So a lot of times too, when I'm making out with someone, it's that first weird thing of me being a smidge taller than someone or their height or, you know, that sort of thing. There are a million things running through my mind right now, which is why Rena is saying this thing of just relax and receive and enjoy it and just let him come to you is so, so beneficial for someone like me that to get over those nerves and all of those things running through my head, I think traditionally I would just go and start just making out with them back just as a way to not be thinking all of these thoughts do guys have that sort of thing running through their head i mean what's going through your mind when you have a great date and then you're making out with someone i mean or is it what is that like for you
0: that is a great question i think guys are a little more simpler than that um for me it is usually the breath the other (laughs) one is you know the other one is you know, if I if have to be somewhere else, I'm like, you know, how am I going with the flow? And, and three, I'm like, is she really enjoying the date or not? And like, you, you don't want to go for that kiss and get rejected. So there's definitely that in the back of like, just hesitating. Uh, but I'm a big fan of go for it. If it fails, you know where you stand, and you know, just go for it as a guy. But the other thing is, when you're making out, sometimes I do think of like, wow, her breast does stink. But um, I definitely do not convey that. But um. We, we don't really think that much
2: boggy correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like guys just since they're the ones making the first move and going in for the kiss they just want to know like does this girl want to kiss me right now like does this girl want me back is that on point like that's like the biggest thing that you're thinking about maybe i'm wrong
0: you're definitely right. It's the I don't want to go in, and get rejected. On top of that, I don't want to get sued, like because you know today's society we're a bit more litigation happy. So um, it, it that definitely crosses. I think the guy's mind is like I don't want to go in and get rejected, then feel like a loser or feel like you know I kind of screwed it up because like this girl's great, she's like perfect on paper, I want to marry her today type of thing, and you, you don't want to get you don't want to screw it up, you know. There's a girl I, uh, like I ended up dating for a while, but the first two days I did not make out with her. The, the third day I'm like, yo, stop, stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Just go, go in. And I went in and worked. You know, so like, guys, just stop being a bitch. Just go, go for it. What's worse that happens? You get rejection, okay? But if she texts you back and wants to hang out again, that's great. Some people, some girls like to kiss on the first date. As a guy, sometimes, if I don't, I'm not feeling it with a girl... I'd kiss on a second date because, and that actually does build some tension and some confusion. Cause as a girl, they're confused. The, like a guy didn't go in for it. So in general, just go for it.
1: I need to just say something. I get what you mean by whatever. Don't be a bitch, but I need to say though, too, I don't think that there's any wrong way to date. I think if I were to go on a really amazing date with someone and there's no kiss at the end, it's just like, awesome, I can't wait to go out again to have that kiss. If you go out on a great date and there's just like a little smooch at the end, it's like, okay, that was totally sweet. If you go out on a great date and there's an amazing makeout or octopus makeout, whatever, then you know. I don't think that there's really a negative way to look, look at that situation.
0: That is totally on point. Like, there's no right, there's no checklist for dating. You should never have a checklist for dating. Uh, that's just weird. But, you know, if you don't kiss, great. But but a second date, and clearly there is, like, she wants to hang out with you and there's not a kiss. She's either either going for the company because some people are lonely or waiting for you to go make that move. So you have to feel it out.
1: Wanting to take this conversation and transition it to the end of a date, what are your guys' thoughts on going on a date and then that... Awkward next time we talk thing is it a text me when you get home or I had a great time tonight? Is it a text the next day? I mean, I feel like there's an interesting transition, especially after going on a first date with someone or maybe a second or third, still when things are early, as far as what that next step is. Um, where Rena and I are really big fans of this particular feminine energy and dating relationship coach. Online, I have taken a lot of her classes and learned a ton from her as well as given a lot of women in my life the advice that I've learned from her. And um, it is certainly the main theme of advice that she gives is to basically sit back, relax and let a guy take over, initiate conversation and initiate the next hangout for when you go out again. Um, and basically be in your receiving energy continue to live your completely fruitful and fabulous life and if and when he wants to take you out again he will let you know and he'll reach out to you i mean what are your thoughts on that buggy
0: so after the first date what i do is you know wait it out a day or two and if you guys had a great mojo i would text them and be like hey you know how's it going you know i would make a reference back to the date but like if you're unsure let's say you want to if you're really unsure, I like them to text me first, actually. I like them to chase, which is the opposite of what you're saying. Because what it does, is, kind of gets some investors? like, hey, why is this guy not giving me attention? Because girls have a lot of attention, a lot of guys, a lot of opportunities out there. So if if, if, the, if you had a great day and the guy disappears, you're sending a lot of mixed mess- messages, which is sometimes a bad thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's a good thing. But I like to wait out for three, four days in that case and then be like, you know, text her back. Be like, hey, how did that exam go? How did that interview go or whatever? And try to see where I stand from there. Um, and then, you know, she plays the game. She plays the game. And we definitely have episodes about about that, the game, the game, uh, the least hated, but most beautiful thing in the world. But um, yeah, that, that's where I stand.
2: It's hard, especially in today's dating world, to know where somebody stands. And somebody said this to me on a recent date that I went on which was that the first couple dates are just fun. They're lighthearted. And I know, like, me being a very emotional kind of, like, I love connecting with people. I love kind of, like, the idea of, like, falling in love with somebody. And I'm kind of a hopeless romantic. I'm very, very emotional is basically what I'm saying. I like that unknown of not hearing from somebody like it makes me uneasy and makes me think that like if I don't hear from somebody okay it probably means that they're not that interested in me. I have a biased perspective on this because of all of those things that I just mentioned and also probably because I lose interest very very quickly like I get bored very quickly that I like to answer Maura's question. I feel like it's important for a guy to let the girl know that he had a good time. Like let him know, let her know how he feels about that date in very like simple terms. You know, like even like the checking in, did you get like let me know when you got home, cutie. Like, that's, like, so sexy to me. He's confident. He knows we had a great fucking connection. He's not afraid to let me know that he's thinking about me when we got home because we just had a great connection. And then maybe, like, let a little suspense build after that. That's super sexy to me. But going more than, like, a couple days without reconnecting and keeping that fire going it's like so many other things could happen like you get so many messages on hinge and like or talk fire like all these fucking apps that you're on and there's so many other things pulling your attention there's your friends your work there's people you're meeting that ask you out fucking verizon that don't actually follow through with the date <laughs> obviously these are things that happen in my life that can pull our attention away that i think in order to keep that that flame going even if it's like a little stimulation that's important
0: i think that's great i think uh it's a great way of ending it for today but uh, i definitely agree with you like don't wait too long as a guy don't wait too long as a girl like if you really like the guy if you're a girl text him a day or two if he doesn't get back you know if he doesn't message you which is my belief. I'm also a guy, so take a little grain of salt. But definitely show interest. You know, if you're not moving, you're gonna miss a shot. You know, and that's that, that's what sucks. So sometimes overthinking is the worst enemy. Take the shot, but definitely wait for a day or two.
1: So to finish us off on this particular topic, just my own opinions on this. I feel like if I go on a date, especially a first date, and it's iffy with a guy, I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then he texts me, hope you got home safe or it's too forward. That's a smidge of a turnoff for me. I don't really like it when a guy is too eager. Granted, I am someone that I go on a lot of dates. I, I live in New York City, tri-state area. I know that I am going to get home safe just because I'm so used to getting home safe by myself as it is if I'm hanging out with girlfriends or whatever. So for me, if I have an iffy date with a guy or a bad date with a guy and he te- texts me something too forward at the end of the date about me wishing at home, for me, it's kind of like a ugh, and I'm not really looking forward to hearing from him again. Where if he doesn't text me, hope you got home safe, and then I'm waiting, like, hmm, didn't didn't hear from him, didn't hear from him, goes kind of quiet, and then a few days later and he asks me out again, I think I would be more inclined to be a lot more interested in going out with him again because I hadn't heard from him. However, if I were to go on a date with a guy and it was really great and there was definitely a spark in chemistry there, I think that a compliment can go a really, really long way. Aside the hope you got home safe or whatever, or thanks for coming out with me tonight kind of thing, I think... That often men underestimate the power of a compliment. A, you looked beautiful tonight, or a, thank you so much for going out with me. Or if you are taking out a high quality woman that is used to going out on a lot of dates like I am, and this guy says something a little bit sweet or a little bit emotional, or something that goes a little bit above and beyond to express his interest in taking it to the next level for me that's a huge huge turn on of showing that next level of interest and confidence not a boring hope you got home safe thing that's just my opinion but i'm always about taking it to the next level and all about that game and all about that sort of thing so i don't know again, like I said, no wrong way to play it. However, I definitely think if I don't get a text from a guy at the end of the night, kind of fucked up of me to say, but that definitely leaves me wondering about it and leaving that room for desire. For me, that kind of works. I hate to admit it, but it's the truth.
2: I love the, like the challenging of beliefs here, because it just like, it makes it more interesting. And I feel like we can relate to more people and I will say that space creates desire. So I don't disagree with you, Mora.
1: However, when you are out with someone that's high quality, I don't think that there's anything wrong with expressing the fact that you are on that level and you have the confidence to be able to take it to the second or third or fourth date and beyond. I think... That's kind of part of the game as well as we like to call it.
0: Just a recap, communicate, be honest, don't be too honest. Don't be a two by four. If follow your gut, go with the flow. And more importantly, don't be a mind reader because no one's a mind reader. And if, if you were, your life's going to get boring. So follow your gut, text me had a great time or you didn't, but also don't over text. And that's definitely another conversation for another day. When when too much Thinking too much, whatever, is it a good thing or a bad thing? So, we're going to recap on that.
2: And last thing is as we go through this dating roller coaster together, let's remember to not judge ourselves for the emotions that we're having through the dating process and accept the emotions that we're having, the thoughts that we're having, and instead of being focused on the other person ask ourselves why am i feeling this way and like why is this thing that i'm experiencing in this dating process bothering me um and then we can understand we can get to understand ourselves a little bit better because ultimately i think that's very important in having a successful life relationship whatever i mean i'm 27 fucking years old what the hell do i know about that but um i do feel a little bit better when i can understand why i'm feeling a certain way and it kind of takes me away from those emotions that i'm having and i feel like the, the dating process can become very emotional so this is like a good way to make it positive
1: DM us on Instagram if you have questions that you want answered in our next episode or what your thoughts are on any of the topics that we talked about. Stay safe. We're with you in this journey of dating, especially in a big city like New York. There's a lot of fucking crazy people out there and we are three of them, but we are right there with you all in the name of love. Bye.